This is Experience His Word Podcast. Welcome back to Experience His Word Podcast, episode 11. The story part seven this hey, is the... that rhymes. that's crazy it, it, hey, it is episode 11 the story part seven you love to see right. it <laughs> that wasn't even planned yeah right well hey welcome everybody <laughs> i am robert capuano and with me today is andrew brunette Hello. that's right yeah and uh we are here this is the grand finale of the story series Capital T, capital H, capital E. This is the yeah. story. This is the grand scope of history from heaven's perspective. And yeah. um, it's the Lord's story. Yeah. It's his. It's his story. It's history. Right. Yeah. And uh, how fitting it is to end it on uh, episode seven. You know, seven being the number of uh, perfection, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's just really, really cool, you know. Ending it on seven. I don't even think we planned it that way. I think it just kind of happened, and we're just right. like, "Oh yeah, I <laughs> here we are," you know. Um, but yeah, that's I don't know. That's how like that happens a lot here, you know. Something something will just come up. The Lord will just reveal something, and it's like, "Oh, that wasn't planned at all," and it's like that's amazing, you know. I feel like honestly, you know, we're prepared the most when we're not prepared. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's like it's not us at all. <laughs> you right, know? It's his, it's his really strength. Funny. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, today we're going to be uh, actually what this is going to be is this is going to be an overview and kind of a recap of basically the stories part one through six that we discussed in our previous six episodes. Uh, so we're going to be kind of just hitting uh, all of the main points in these episodes and kind of like spark noting it, if you will, you know, if in case this is your first time listening or in case you don't want to maybe listen to every single part, um, you know, we do have, uh, that's why we're doing this episode. And, and also maybe it, it will clear some things up. Maybe it'll answer some questions. Uh, and you guys will actually be able to, instead of listening to six podcasts in a row, you can actually hear the story from start to finish in this yep. podcast. So, and, and the goal, the goal is to really, take a look back at all the building blocks that we established yes. and see what was built through episodes one through six yeah. or the story parts one through six. And then to look back and go, wow, we're just literally going to take it in and enjoy it. Yeah. I wonder if that's what God did whenever he, uh, he, you know, breathed and creation into existence and like just made everything, you know, he worked for the and first he rested. six days and he rested and he just looked back at it. He's like, man, you know, wow. And enjoyed that it was all prophetic about his son. Exactly. And that's exactly what this podcast is meant to be. You know, we that's it. We we are all about um, his preeminence being preeminent. Right. In exalting the person of Jesus, wherever that is in the Bible. And uh, yeah, we also have a, a website um that robert made himself called experiencesword.com a lot of amazing resources up there uh as well as just you know just some amazing revelations um that robert has brewed up over the years that will really just 
affect the way that you read the word. I know, I know it's changed the way that I see the word in, in the best way possible. You know, you, you start to see Jesus in every aspect, um, which is really cool. But yeah, so uh, we're here. Uh, if you're ready to go, I think I'll, I'm ready. Uh, I'll pray us into it and then we'll get started. Let's do it. Uh, Father, I just I thank you for uh, just this time and for Robert and God, I just pray for the person listening that uh, um, you know, the ears would be opened and uh, preconceived notions of anything would just be put aside for a second uh, as uh, we discuss and as uh, you listen to uh, the story, the story, and it's the story of Jesus. Uh, and uh, we just pray for just fruitful conversation and just for this to be the Lord's words, not ours. Um, and honestly, if it, God, if you want to catch us off guard with some revelation on the fly, please do. We live for that yeah. stuff, you know. <laughs> um, Father, I thank you for this uh, time, this podcast, and for Robert and for everyone listening. And uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's go. Let's, Let's do, do this. So where we start is the beginning and um, to define it, the beginning is a person. Yes. Jesus said, I am the beginning yeah. and the end. Mm -hmm. And where this starts, the whole thing is not in darkness, yeah. as some would suppose, but it starts with Jesus and he is light. Yes. Crucial. And his perfect light is where it begins, breaks into darkness mm. and thus begins the days of Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Yeah, and Genesis 1 uh, actually is prophetic of the gospel, you know? That's it. Like, it was, the, the world was darkless and it was formless and void, but then, oh, let there be light. And it's Jesus being the light of the world shining in the darkness and, you know, exposing that darkness in our hearts so that we may become light. You know, it's, it's all prophetic. It's all connected. Right. Mm -hmm. And for our story, it, for us, it was dark. Yes. But it began with his light. Yes. That's the key. That's and where big. human history begins is yes, it's all it's dark for us, yeah, but for him it's all light. Yeah. It's not dark, it's not dark to him. And Isaiah Isaiah writes the it's the Lord speaking. Um darkness is not dark to you. Wow. And uh it's his light is where it all begins. It begins with Jesus. Yeah. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, specifically in Jesus, or through Jesus, God created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. He spoke, in the beginning was the Word, and through the Word of God, capital W, mm -hmm. all things were created. Yeah. That's yeah. right. It's, it's in mm -hmm. Him, Colossians 1, in Him, all things hold together. That's right. Yep. Nothing was made apart from Jesus, Absolutely. and God wanted to initiate the process, okay, son, we're going to create, go for it, and then... God creates through his word, which is his son. It yeah. all begins with Jesus. He is the beginning and he is the ending. Specifically where we start is the beginning. Okay. Yes. Moving on in the Garden of Eden, there's perfection. And specifically the Lord's favorite part about perfection is perfect relationship yeah. with his people. Yeah. That's his favorite. That's his favorite. If you were to ask him, inquire of his heart what did you enjoy the most in the garden of eden it was i loved the authentic clean pure clear clarity of no disconnect with adam and eve yeah. there's nothing in the way 
Yeah, he. I mean, he walked among them, you know, and like, it was. It, the Bible makes it very clear, and that's what he wanted, you know. Like he didn't just want a lifeless robots to do whatever he says. No, he wants people to choose him, and that's very true too today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, in the garden is perfect relationship. It's what God yes. wanted most. And Jesus is walking in the garden with his people, and um, the sin occurs it shame enters the mix and adam and eve are hiding their faces yeah and the relationship is broken mm-hmm. there wasn't the there wasn't the clean pure perfect close intimate connection they're hiding from god yeah. terrified out of their mind because they hear the they hear the um the word they hear the word walking through the garden. Yeah, wow. <laughs> they heard yeah. the sound. It says they heard the sound of the Lord God walking through the garden. Well, wow, and like it's because whenever whenever God says, Adam and Eve, where are you? You know, it's not, he's not talking about like in proximity, like physically, like where are you? Because he's omnipresent, so he knows where they are. But he's saying, where are you? Like why have you, like you've actually disconnected from me. Like, where are you, you know, yep. like, where, like, where are you from me? Cause you know, that whenever they, when they sin, disconnect from God, moving away from God. And it's just him asking, Hey, like, <laughs> come back, you know? Yeah. Um, the relationship is the, severed. The relationship is severed. Exactly. Because of sin. Yes. And that's what we chose. Yeah. And so all of us have partaken of the spiritual death of Adam. Yeah. And because of our spiritual death, because of sin, we physically die as well. Yeah. And um, God knew on day six, nothing else was difficult. But day six was difficult in the sense that it was going to kill Jesus. For him yeah. to create the um, plants, wow. easy. Wow. Yeah. Sun, moon, and stars, simple. But for uh, him animals. Create- yeah, for him and, to create and, people, to man, it's gonna kill him. It's gonna kill him, of course. And he does it anyways. He yeah. does it anyways. You that's know, that's the best part. That's crazy. You know, there's because that's something, and I think we've probably talked about this before. But like the cross wasn't Plan B. You know, like Jesus wasn't Plan B. God was not caught off guard because right. of our sin. No, He very well knew that we weren't going to choose him and he very well knew that he was going to have to become us and die for us on a bloody tree on a cross for our sins and go through the most brutal death you know and so he knew that and created us anyway knowing that even today we might not choose him even he Jesus even died for us so that we we have the off chance of choosing, of choosing him. That's crazy to me. You know, like crazy. I was, yeah. I was thinking of this analogy of like, um, if I, Robert, if I bought you uh, a brand new pair of shoes, you know, I, I want to see you wearing those shoes, right? I bought you the shoes. Yeah. I want to see you wearing them. If yeah. not, I might want them back. Okay. That's not the case with, with God and his son. It's not, oh, I, here I, here's Jesus. I'm going to give them to you, but if you don't choose them, I'm just going to take them back. No, 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 no. He knew that we weren't going to choose him, that some of us would not choose him, and he still sent his son anyway. And it, For God so, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever 
whoever believes in him. It's 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 available for everybody, you know. And so I think that's crazy. Like a, a love like that, you cannot. It just cannot be matched, you know. For there's, sure, there's nothing sure. like it. Right. So speaking of the cross, God giving His Son. Yeah. The relationship is severed in the garden, and thus begins the days of the old covenant. Yeah. The giving of the law. Yes. And traverse through the whole Old Testament, the prophets, um, Abraham, Moses, Elijah, um, Malachi, and then comes the cross, which is the answer to the severed relationship back in the garden. And at the cross, we mention the mystery of Jesus' forsakenness for he cries out on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And we answered the question, um, which is this, is Jesus forsaken in the spirit? The spirit and the soul or in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, we and, talked about and, that. And in the spirit, he's not forsaken by not. God. Of course not. And in the soul, Jesus is not forsaken by God. For in the spirit, Jesus' offering and sacrifice was phenomenally beautiful. Yes. In the soul, the person, the personality, who just who he is, of course, is just just his, his being. God doesn't say, "Oh, I know I hate my son and just who he is, I can't stand him." Right. No, no, no. God always loves his son. Yeah. And then the question is, did God forsake his son in the flesh? And the answer is overwhelmingly, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so. He gave him over into the hands of sinful men as Jesus um, willingly laid down his life and submitted to his Father's will, yeah, which was to be sacrificed. And so no angels came. That's God forsaking his son. No angels came yeah. to save him. Jesus said, I could ask for 12 legions of angels right now, and but he doesn't. Right. And it's because, and God doesn't come to save his son, quote unquote, right. from the pain of the cross. So it's, Jesus it's is forsaken. Sacrifice. Yeah. Right. And Jesus is forsaken in the flesh only on that cross. Yeah. I think it's really cool that uh, these people that you know, crucify him and even Judas who uh, betrayed him for money and just everybody who wanted him dead, not even knowing it set him up to save the entire world, including themselves, yep. including the people that wanted him dead. I think that's really cool. That's, that's right. That's amazing. And so the, the question from a lot of people becomes, so why did Jesus say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right. If he was just forsaken in the flesh. That stooping is the lowest that God goes in eternity. Yes. Is hanging bloody, uh, exposed on a tree. Yeah. And, and if you can grasp that, that Jesus is... In the moment, he's emphasizing how low God goes for the sake of his yeah. people. Yeah, wow. He's saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it's linked back to, think about all the darkness that we experienced from the prophets crying out in the Old right. Testament. Right, It's It's your wow. pain. It's intimate to all of your pain. Jesus descended into your pain. Yes. And went... Uh, you know, you know the nights. You know the times when it's you feel forsaken. Jesus descended to that place. Wow, that yeah. he went that low, and he relates to us and our pain in the 
lowest depths of what we could possibly experience. Yeah, that's he that's, goes there with us. That's uh, that's Hebrews four right there. Hebrews four. We have a high priest who sympathizes with our weakness. Genius. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's crazy because like it's that moment where because Jesus has taken on the sins of humanity, like the sins of yep. the whole world. So of course, like he's going to feel that disconnect from the Father because he's literally becoming sin on the cross so that, you know, we could be saved. That's right. And I think that's and incredible. It is. Second Corinthians 5.21, he who knew no sin, Jesus, became sin, yeah. became sin took it on. And, so that, Yours we become, and mine. so that we may become what? The righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Through that's him, right. we become righteous. That's the gospel. We have his righteousness upon us yeah. as a free gift to simply all that would repent of all their sin, turn from it, no longer choose it, run away from it, and here's the key. That'll send you in the right direction. To, yeah. here's, the, here's the moment. Trust that Jesus' sacrifice on that cross was full payment for you personally, for all of your sin, past, present, and future. To, remember where this began, to fully restore the intimacy, the relationship that God wanted most when yes. he began humanity. Yeah. The, the relationship was broken in the garden, but before it was amazing. Yeah. What God wanted most. And through his son, he restored the relationship. Now, we didn't do the restoring the relationship. Jesus did it. Yes. That's massive. That is huge. I mean, we, we tried to. We tried to for years Come on. and years with, right. with sacrifices and, you know, going into the Holy of Holies, making ourselves clean and, and atoning for the sins of the people once a year. And, of course, you got to do it once a year because guess what? The, the, those sacrifices and those things, they're not eternal. We needed, it, some, we needed someone eternal to pay for something eternal, and that's exactly what Jesus did. That's it. Yep. He restored the relationship. We couldn't do it by all our law keeping. Nah. And we, we can't do it today for those that are listening, anybody, including me, yeah. is all of us are in this in that we cannot restore the relationship with God. There's nothing that we can do. We have been locked in a prison cell, and the key is elsewhere outside of the prison. You cannot get that key. You needed somebody else outside that was free Yes. to Come into That's your prison so cell, unlock good. it. It's That's Jesus. So good. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. That's right. Yep. And Jesus set us free for all those that hear that sentence and are and are currently wrestling through sin. And you feel yeah. it. And you hear whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I want you to hear this. Right now, in the midst of wrestling with sin. You are free from the power of sin over your life. For if you passed away, if, you, if you're a Christian, you trust in Jesus' sacrifice on that cross, and you're wrestling with sin, get this, repent of it, you're trusting in Jesus, continue to trust again, okay? And because of your trust in Jesus, if you passed away right now, you would receive a grand entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Not because of your behavior that was great or right. terrible or whatever, but because Jesus' behavior was yes. for your life. Yeah. Yes. That's it. For whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. Come on. Truly free. 
is yeah. because the sting and the power of sin has no hold, a finality of a hold on God's people. Yeah, we cannot be the problem and the solution. It's just it doesn't make sense, right? Right. Yeah, we are the problem. Good, Why can we be the solution? We need we need something else. We can't be the prisoner and also be the guard, right? Who has the keys? Right. Like we can't. Like that doesn't make sense. You know, like right. we need somebody outside. We need outside intervention to be the solution for us, to be that key for us. And that was Jesus so for you and me. So good. So good. So speaking holistically, yeah, we want to walk free from sin currently here and now. We do. Yeah. And and here's what's amazing is that we are free from sin yes. because of what Jesus has done. And it's it's twofold. There's two sides of the coin. We want to continue to walk free from sin. Don't sin. Don't do it. I'm speaking to myself included. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. Holistic. We want to walk free from sin now. We are free from the power of sin today fully because of what Jesus has done. Come okay. On. Um, moving on. Jesus is hanging on that cross and he dismisses his spirit. Father, into your hands, vertical, I commit my spirit. Right. Jesus, quote unquote, gives up the ghost. And he said on that cross to the thief, he said, today, you will be with me in paradise. Paradise. That's it. (laughs) I'm sorry. Is it storming where you're at right now? It is. And there was thunder at the cross. That's crazy. Because I literally heard that. I don't know if I'm... I'm assuming it picked up on the on the audio. It didn't mean to cut you off there, but like literally you said that, bro. You said that in your hands, like you made my spirit, and it went boom. I hear thunder, dude. That's crazy. Because that's what would have happened. What happened. Something, that's what was going on. An earthquake hit as well the yeah. moment Jesus and split the temple. Wow. <laughs> we we can't make this up, bro. We can't, we can't make that up. Yeah, that's amazing. That's insane. <laughs> So he goes into, just like he said, that day, that very day that he passed, paradise. Just like he said, we're trusting his word. We're not trusting man's tradition. Jesus did not descend into hell for three days, but he was in paradise with the thief, like he said. And he, remember, yeah. remember the first word of that sentence. He said, today. Today. You, looking at you, right. will be with me. In paradise. Right. Okay. And he's going to, he's going to, and I, we said this, uh, we talked about this um, before in the, in uh, this episode, but like, you know, Jesus is going to like, he's going to speak to us in the ways that we can understand it. That's why he spoke uh, actually in parables. You know, it's actually not to, not to confuse people, but actually so people to understand it. And then he explains the parables, you know, especially at the time, you know, that's what related to the people and it relates to us today. And so he's going to speak Whenever he says today, he's not a liar, right? He's go, he's okay. it's going to be today, and so that's why I believe that, like, and Robert believes as well. Yeah, Jesus didn't descend into hell, like you know, because we have that. Um, there is that like belief out there, and it's very popular, you know, that that happened, and it's like no, but then if he did that, and that robber dies, and then he wakes up in paradise, and Jesus is not there, he's gonna be like, dang, Jesus was a liar. He said today, 
you know? Yeah. So yep. I just think that's really I, I always like stress that because that specific moment right there is what actually shifted my perspective on all of this. Um, and if that oh, was so good. <laughs> so yeah. good. Yeah. He Ephesians chapter four um, talks about um, him descending into the lower regions, comma, the earth. It doesn't say into hell. Um, in First Peter, um, it says that he descended and, and preached to the spirits in prison. Remember what I said before is that he, we were in prison and yeah. we needed somebody else that was outside, an, like you said, an outside intervention. Somebody, a savior that would come get the key for us because we couldn't get it ourselves right. and unlock the prison so we could go free. Well, what that is is Jesus came and preached to you are a spirit, you have a soul, yeah. and you dwell in a body, the mm -hmm. vessel, a body. And he came and preached to you. He did it through somebody. However he did it, there's millions and millions and millions of testimonies of how Jesus preached to the spirits in prison. Yeah. But that's and us. He, <laughs> that's it. We're that's in prison, us. of course. And he descended to do it. Yeah, he descended from... He, like I, I, I heard this is a phrase I heard before. Heaven went bankrupt so that Jesus could come and save us, right? Like they literally, like literally, heaven went bankrupt. God gave it all. God gave it all. You know, gave us, gave us our best. Descended. His best. That's oh, it's too good, man. It's <laughs> it's too good. So, so Jesus is in paradise for those three days. Yeah. Okay. That's not man's tradition. That's what. That's the story. Yeah. He's in paradise for mm -hmm. those three days. And in order for the second resurrection to make sense, he has to be in paradise for those three days. Absolutely. And that's where we continue the story here, which is he, since he was in paradise, well, it's been three days. Yeah. It's resurrection Sunday. Time to get and up. That's right. And so here's what happens. He's in paradise. His spirit matches his body in the grave and the moment that happens, he rises out of the grave. The stone is rolled away, rises out of the grave, and get this, he's in a resurrected, immortal, flesh body that can never wow. pass away. You know what I just thought of? I what? love that he says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Like, you ever think about that? Of like He's saying, I'm giving my spirit to you. So, like, why would he have went to hell if he gave his spirit to the father right he didn't say right. satan into your hands yeah, i commit my spirit right like i into your hands i commit my spirit so of course he's gonna be in paradise and of course hey he's coming back that's it yep. and that's why i said his spirit was in paradise exactly because he said father into your hands i commit my spirit spirit mm -hmm. that's right okay so on on resurrection sunday it's called the second resurrection. Yeah. And what happens in the second resurrection is a spirit in heaven, the spirit that was in heaven in paradise matches the body that they had on the earth. Yeah. Now there now if you passed away and your body's in in a grave you're with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. With the Lord. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so if you were with the Lord now, your body would be in the grave, right? You, that's not you in the grave. You're truly with the Lord. Yeah. Yep. 
Jesus was truly in paradise. His body's in the grave. Wow. Yes, he descended into the he descended into the lower regions of the earth. Yep, he did. But but he's not there. You know what I mean? Like right. that's right. He's in paradise. His spirit matches his body. He rises. He's in a resurrected now. He's in a resurrected immortal spiritual supernatural flesh and bone body yeah. Jewish flesh. When he takes that body on, that body that he takes on a Resurrection Sunday can never pass away again. Impossible. Yeah. He, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, and that that's that is a critical blow to the enemy. That's a critical yes. blow to Satan. Yes, it's it's, and that's that's why we say like, you know, Jesus has triumphed over like he's like we have victory over over Satan and over death because Jesus displayed that he uh, there was a fatal blow on the cross and there was a fatal blow whenever he resurrected that's right you know and wherever the head goes the body the the, the body follows the yep. body follows mm -hmm. so if he rises from the grave guess what happens guess to what? us we're rising with him of course that's right you know and that's biblical you see that you'll see that in in the new testament and it's ah could that because that, that's something that we talked about, I think, throughout this whole series was like where the head goes, the body follows, you know, because it makes Crucial. sense. Like, Crucial. My, my head, my body is going to follow where my physical head goes, of course. And Jesus being the head of head of the church, the head of the bride, where he goes, we go. When he's yep. resurrected, guess what? It makes sense that we're resurrected with him because we right. follow the head, you know, we're crucified with him. We are buried with him. Yes. We are raised with him. We are seated with him. Mm -hmm. All these things that I just told you are spiritual. Yes. Yep. Crucified, baptism, raised, uh, all those things. Second resurrection. Everything that happens to Jesus spiritually happens to us. So get this. On the day that he died, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. That's spiritual. Yes. And he goes into paradise instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So when you die, do you go to hell for three days? No. No. Whatever happens to Jesus happens to us. Exactly. He is our prototype. He's our forerunner, as yeah. the book of Hebrews says. Yeah. He's our forerunner. Wow. Crucial. It's so massive. It's mm -hmm. so massive. We are departing from man-made tradition. Specifically, we're referencing Catholicism. We're departing yeah. from it, and uh, we're holding tight to the Word of God. Um, Jesus is on the earth for 40 days. Yeah. He's in his resurrected immortal body. And, um, it, we, we should note that in, um, the story part four, we went back to the very beginning where we yes. talked about the three strikes against Satan. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and there, there's, there's sure there's a lot of strikes, meaning like the Lord would speak a word or curse him right, or whatever come right. against him. But there are three major strikes against Satan, historically. Yes. One is when he got kicked out of heaven. Yep. At the very beginning, that the he pulled a third of the angels that became demons from heaven in the rebellion. Tried to become God. The Lord yep. kicked him out. Yep. Strike number one. Strike two? The cross. That's it. Mm -hmm. Strike two is the cross. Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman will strike, will crush the head of the serpent. Yeah. Strike two. Mm -hmm. Jesus did it at the cross. Um, and unbeknownst to Satan, because yeah. like you said before, 
Satan was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to just kill him or right. hurt him or betray him or whatever. Not knowing he played a part in setting him up to save humanity. Yep. Satan yep. is on a freaking leash. Yes. And he was God he was being Satan used yep. and played to glorify the Lord. So good. So good. So good. Strike three is it's the lake of fire yeah, forever. I was going to say it's revelation. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Strike three is the lake of fire forever. We're going to get there in a few moments, but those are the street three strikes against Satan. You have Jesus is on the earth for 40 days after the strike two, after the cross. He's raised. He's in his immortal body. He eats fish to prove that it's a flesh body that's immortal. It's not just spirit, as J- as JWs say. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, fle- it's Jewish flesh that's immortal. It's a supernatural immortal flesh spiritual body that can never pass away mm-hmm. and he eats fish right. in a honeycomb in luke chapter 24 mm-hmm. with his disciples eating it's real he's taking in food yeah and they, that's a real they, human they can, experience they can touch him you know they interact with him they can touch him like yes yeah it's real see my hands and my feet yes we should do the same wow <laughs> Wow. We should, we should, we should behold his hands and his behold feet. the hands and the feet that were pierced. Yeah. On day 40, he, Jesus, is, is ascended into the heavens. Yeah. And he is our high priest who passes through the heavens. Yes. So he rides on a cloud into the first heaven where the birds fly. He goes past where the planets are seated. And the stars in the in the the upper the second heaven. Yep. And he goes into the third heaven. He passes through the heavens, our high priest. And he's now currently seated in the third heaven right now. When Jesus ascended, it's perfectly synonymous with the word rapture. Yes. Acts chapter one, verse nine. Jesus, remember when we hit this in the episode, it's epic. Oh yeah. We're gonna we're like, we're going to break the internet because Jesus, here it is. Here it is. Jesus was raptured. He was. He was. He was lifted off the earth yep. in his immortal, supernatural, spiritual body that can never die. It was lifted off the planet. Yeah. And um, and where, where the head goes, the body, the body follows. follows. The question is, does Jesus, is Jesus raptured? Does his immortal supernatural body, wink, wink, speaking prophetically, yeah. lift off the planet after the cross or before the cross? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Because if you're talking, what well, are you? If you're talking spirit, like are you talking spirit, or like you're talking? Because spirit, it's on the cross, right? Well, I'm talking about his immortal supernatural body that can never pass. Because we have what we have, what we have right now, looking at Jesus' life as the template of human history. Yes. What you have is whenever we pass, we pass and our spirit goes to be with the Lord. Yeah. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, your body would be in the grave, but you're not really there. You're with Jesus, right? right? Exactly. As a believer, any believer, from the weakest to the strongest, that will happen. And that's not yet the second resurrection, though. That's not. For when Jesus returns, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses mm. 13 through 18, we see on the day of Jesus' return is whenever the dead in Christ, those that have already been, to, been and gone to be with the Lord, on the day of Jesus' return, 
Whenever Jesus returns, the dead in Christ, they will rise. If anybody has uh, family members that have passed away that are believers, they've gone to be with the Lord. On the day of Jesus' return, if it happened tomorrow, Jesus shows up in the sky, bam! What would happen is, is first, that we would see him. Second, the family members that you love that are believers, their spirit would match their body in the grave. Wow. They would receive an immortal, supernatural, spiritual body that can never pass away, second resurrection. Because that's what happened to Jesus. Yep. He's the template. Wherever he the is, head goes, the body the follows. Goes, the body follows. Of course. Right. It just it perfectly makes too intuitive. much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly intuitive. Simple. And then it says that those of us who are on the earth still alive that have gone through all the difficulty and Jesus and on the day, on the same day that Jesus returns, yeah. they will rise to be caught up in the air. Remember, there's no problem with the rapture. Why? Because Jesus was raptured. Exactly. There's no problem with the rapture. And so they will, the world will watch as everything is being unveiled. Worse, the world is seeing the Lord himself in flesh and bone with their own eyesight. Yeah. yeah. He's there, and they're seeing all these believers that have passed. They're rising from the grave, and they're meeting the Lord in the air. Oh my gosh. It's so good. And I think um I think it was this episode. I think it was the story part four where we talked about uh how like the wall of Jericho falling is perfect yeah, I think of, so. of revelation. You know, that yes. seven seven days it falls and then they go up into the city. Into right? the city. Yeah. That's right. Really cool. It is I, I remember that moment is so cool. Um that was episode um, that was the story part, the story part four. Yep. That's right, story mm-hmm. part four. So for those of us, if tomorrow Jesus returns, they the believers that have passed, they'll rise first, meet the Lord in the air, and then it says this, word for word in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we will meet them in the air. It says this, then we will rise next. Wow. After those of us that are alive, if we're alive during that time when, on the day that Jesus returns, it's the same day, the yeah. day. The day, day. capital D, yes. Yep. And we'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye, changed into what? Whenever we see him, I think this is 1 John, whenever we see him, we will be like him as he is. Wow. So as he is, he's a partaker of the second resurrection and will be changed when we see him in the sky, we'll change to be like him. Just, second. Second yep. resurrection. Yeah, there it is. Just as he is. And we will be caught up together with them in the clouds. Jesus was taken up in a cloud. Yep. Mm-hmm. His body is raised into a cloud. Wherever the head goes, the body follows. That's Perfectly right. intuitive, That's simple. Right. He, Jesus was prophesying on his ascension day. Wow. Because his body that's immortal second resurrection body rises up into the clouds. We are his body. We'll be changed. We'll be partakers of the second resurrection. We'll rise with him, meet the Lord in the air, in the clouds. It'll be amazing. We'll all meet together. So amazing. That will be, that will be the day. Like, I feel like I can't even, like I can picture it, but like I can't, you know, because it's going to be like way more glorious and way more amazing and jaw dropping than I can even think of in my head. Yeah. 
It'll be so wild. Trumpets, the final trumpet. Yeah. Whatever that sounds like, you know, the final shofar. And it will be, our faith will be sight on that day. Everything wow. will be exposed. Everything will be exposed. The world is going to lose their minds. Yes. It, in, in hatred, in, in freaking out, the highest level freak out you've ever seen will be from the world on that day. Unbelievers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It will, it will be... Because... Well, go every, ahead. Everyone, everyone's going to bow before him, and everyone's going to see him, and everyone in that moment, whether you're a believer or not, you're going to know. You are going to know. Yep. And the door, the moment Jesus returns, the moment we all see him, the door's closed. Yeah. You cannot receive him by sight. You cannot be saved seeing Jesus by sight. Wow. On that day. It's you understand? Faith. Yeah. It it's by sense. faith. It, it makes it's sense. By it's faith by faith saved. Of course. That's right. Um, okay. On the fifth part of the story, story part five, we talked about the binding of Satan. Yeah. This was a crazy episode because we showed our cards. Yeah. We did. We showed our cards <laughs> on that episode. And, um, it was a good time. It was. Satan is bound at the cross. Yeah. He's bound at the cross. Bound meaning hindered, meaning struck, meaning uh, cast down. He's bound. He's, is he still able to work and do terrible things? And is the, is the world system and the, the unbelieving world still progressing in darkness and it's getting worse and worse and worse? Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but he's bound at the cross. Why is that huge? Well, the reason why is because at the cross begins the quote-unquote thousand years. Mm, right. Which is Jeez. definitely a view that is not very popular. It's not very popular. Mm. But that's okay because we're not going with the popular route. No, absolutely not. Why would we? We're not going <laughs> the popular route. We're going the word of God route and we're going clinging to his word as tight as possible. Yeah. And what happens is, is that you have before the cross, like I'm talking like before like Old Testament days, Old Covenant days, Isaiah sees Jesus ruling and reigning on the throne in Isaiah chapter six. Right. And Jesus is seated and the train of his robe fills the temple. There's the, the, the angels... Uh, this the seraphim they're crying out holy 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 is yeah. the lord of hosts yeah. the whole earth is full of his glory jesus was seated in those days ruling and reigning in the in those days old testament days wow he descends the highest god i mean they're only one but you know what i mean he is the right. highest right. he descends to the lowest in a born in a manger yeah and and that and, and so, so get this. So whenever he takes on flesh, John chapter one, the word became flesh and bone and dwelt among us, tabernacled among us, right? Right. He takes on flesh. And whenever he does that, get this. And then he goes, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And then you have the second resurrection. And then he rises to seat again on the throne he once sat on in, I, in Isaiah, the same throne. Yeah. Isaiah 6, he ascends that same throne, but get this, it's in a second resurrection body this time. Yeah. 
That is so massive because it begins what's called, here it is, the millennial reign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of Jesus. Yep. It's the it's the millennial reign. It's a it's a unique time period. He's seated at be- the right hand of the Father. He's seated there reigning. Yeah. He's back. He's yeah. back on the throne. Alive. And he's in his second resurrection body, yeah. Jewish body, flesh and bone. Remember, he took off the planet. Remember, he ate fish and honeycomb. He took off the planet. He's seated in Jewish flesh now in the third heaven. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's ruling and reigning. When he Pentecost. Pentecost, he sends the Holy Spirit to be, because the temple has been cleansed. Yes. The temple meaning us. The temple has been Uh cleansed. Right. Due to the final full uh, total payment for all of our sin. The fullness of cleansing, as 1 John chapter 1 says, that through his blood he's cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. And we have his right, we have God's righteousness, his highest righteousness. So good. We're, we're free simply because we believe in faith. And uh, therefore, the Holy Spirit can enter into the people easily because the temple's fully cleansed. Of course, yeah. Uh, it's, um, oh yeah, it's 1 Corinthians 3 16. Your body's a temple for the Holy Spirit. And Old Testament Habakkuk says God's eyes can't look upon evil, right? But the Psalms say the Lord watches over you. So, like, when he sees you, he doesn't see evil. And, like, the Holy Spirit, I mean, just think about it just in the perspective of, like, you're going to check out an apartment or a house. You're not going to want to live somewhere that's all musty and rotten. No. Yep. Like, the Holy Spirit actually takes joy in living in us, you know? And it, because it's, it's, oh, good. It's, it's clean in here, right? Nothing that we did to make right. us clean. We can't. We can't do anything. We've tried. We have tried. And today, some of us still do. It's simply we believe by faith that we've been cleansed by the beauty of the cross, that Jesus' blood has cleansed us, and his spirit actually takes so much good joy in living in us. Song of Solomon 4, you're altogether beautiful, there's no flaw in you. There's none. That's what the bridegroom says to his bride. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because his blood actually worked. Right. His blood actually worked. It actually did what the Bible said it was going to do. It's been prophesied for generations. That's it. Yep. And Hebrews chapter 10, it was the final full climactic payment. Yeah. It was the the temple system is shut down shortly thereafter is because none of those worked anyways. They were all pictures and shadows pointing to the real thing, which is Jesus himself. As the final sacrifice. Yeah, and it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like God instilled this thing and saw like, oh, it didn't work. Well, I got to try this now. No, 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 no. Like you said, it's all to foreshadow what's to come. You know, the, yes. Even in the Old Testament, people needed hope. So of course, we're gonna God's gonna sprinkle these things: the tabernacle, the holy of holies, Yom Kippur. All of these things are gonna happen. It's not going to save you, but it's going to point and foreshadow and prophesy somebody who is. And that's the point. It's hope, right? Oh, good. It's hope. So good. They were expecting. Yes. They were expecting. They were anticipating. When's the Messiah going to show up? That's right. He was the fulfillment of all the shadows. Mm -hmm. He was the, as Colossians chapter 2, he's the substance. He's the reality of all these things we're pointing to. Jesus. 
And uh, more than just a, wow, yeah, hype it up, let's go, pep rally, throw your hands in the air. And yes, there is 10,000 hours of of glory to behold off of that one sentence. Yeah. Uh, you hear what I said? 10,000 hours yeah. times 10,000 to dive into and explore how specifically Jesus has been the reality and is the reality for all of those shadows. Yeah. Don't let it just be a cool pep phrase. Yeah, sweet, let's go. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I like that it's gets us going absolutely and excited, but it typically just stays there in our culture. Don't right. let it just stay there. Dig deep. Right, yeah. That's right. where all the richness is right there. We don't need to get pumped once a year on Easter Sunday because Jesus is risen. No, this is something every single day we can actually wake up and realize with our own faith, oh my gosh. Not with our eyes, with our own faith, oh my gosh. Oh, good. He's alive, and guess what? His spirit wants to live here. That's crazy. I always think of uh, think of Aladdin. You ever see Aladdin? Uh, <laughs> whenever, whenever the genie, he's like, phenomenal cosmic power. Itty bitty litty spit in living space. I feel like oh, that's God yeah, with yeah. us. Yeah, it's that's that's the Holy <laughs> Spirit with us, right? Literally, the creator of the universe takes so much good joy in this itty bitty living space that uh, he calls a temple. <laughs> you so know, cool. it's really amazing, cool. amazing. His delight His in dwelling delight. there too is so good. Um, the Holy Spirit being in the body, all of these mo- movements and all these building blocks, as we call them, are massive. Because the Holy Spirit in the body means we have a direct connection yes. to the Lord, who's seated in the third heaven, seated right now on the throne. And because we have direct access to him, Romans chapter 5, it says we have uh, we stand in this grace in which we have access. Yeah. Access by faith, not by works, but by his, yep. his works, but, but not ours. By faith, we have access to the Lord, yeah. seated on the throne. Now get this. Jesus is currently ruling and reigning right now. Wow. He is. Authority. Jesus said in Matthew 28, all authority, do you think that's passive or you think that's active? You think he was going, all authority then, I'll have. I'll take authority then. No, no, no. no. Jesus all is authority. reigning now. When he says all authority, he means all authority. That's right. He had. He was seated on the throne in Isaiah, Old Testament, he was seated on the throne. Uh, he, he's been there for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. And he's now seated there now, ruling and reigning, giving real authority. We have direct access because of his blood, because of the power of the Holy Spirit. As it says in Hebrews, we, have, uh, we can come to the throne of grace, and we can do that simply in worship. You can do that yeah. in prayer, but I just come to you. Okay, you got to understand what you're doing. You're going to that throne. You could be in a room of a thousand people and it'd still just be you and him. That's right. Yep. It's that, and it's it, that apostolic loneliness, as I've heard some people put it, right? Right. You can be surrounded. You can be at work. You can be wherever, at a concert, at the movies, wherever the heck you, anywhere, and it'd be you and him. You can you can actually approach the throne of grace, and the only reason why we can do that is because that veil was torn. Literally That's it. split, right? And it's, and I love Literally that. Yes. <laughs> and I love that, uh, I love that, um, you know, 
that's even prophesied in the Old Testament in the Old Testament with Moses. You know, Moses, he parts the Red Sea, the sea turns to blood, parts the Red Sea and leads the Israelites into freedom. The same way the blood of Jesus on the cross parts the veil and now we have access we can actually walk we are free we can walk and be free and have freedom and have a relationship so good so good so good so good um at the cross and when jesus is seated begins the season called the tribulation revelation yes. 1 9 um it's interesting acts 1 9 is talking about jesus rapture revelation 1 9 says john says i'm your partner to all the churches in mm -hmm. revelation he says I, John, your partner, companion in the tribulation and kingdom, was on the yeah. island called Patmos, exile mm -hmm. because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Um, the tribulation began whenever Jesus was seated yes. on that throne, mm -hmm. second resurrection after the cross, when he was raptured, taken up. Yep. And that's when the tribulation began. That's when the last days have begun. Yeah. The last days. That's when also the millennium, the millennial reign, remember, it's unique. It's a unique period of time of peace, of tranquility that we have access to because of we have peace with God. Romans 5 verse 1, we have peace with God, harmony in the relationship. The relationship has been restored. Remember where this all started? Right. The Garden of Eden. Wow. That connection, relationship, intimacy, clean, pure, has been fully restored. Because wow. of your work? No. Nah. Because of Jesus' work on that cross. Wow. And all of our sin has been removed because of what he's done. We believe by faith. And by believing by faith, all of it is removed from our account. All the crimes against his holy law that we've done removed from our account. Even on the day of judgment, yeah, when we stand wow. before him, we don't have, we have no need to fear because that's First John chapter four yeah which is perfect love can't stop fear that's it that's yep. it mm -hmm. and it's talking about the day of judgment yeah the tribulation that began around the time of the cross jesus ascension right there that that began the last days began right there wow hebrews chapter one verse two says in these last days he's spoken to us by his son first john chapter <laughs> two yeah john says it is the last hour beloved wow not even the last day. Not even the last, the last hour. Day, which, yeah, that's it's urgent, right? Yes, it's absolutely he's, urgent. He's coming soon. This is a unique period in time. It's more than a thousand years. That's because Second Peter chapter three, a, a thousand years to the Lord is like a day, and, and a, day a day is like a thousand, like a thousand years. years. Yeah. Seated in context, that chapter, right, is talking about end times. Yes. So we're talking about end times now. Yes, we are. Because we've been in end times days since, since we Jesus born. has been seated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like we're we're in it. Like you can we're in it. say what you want, but like we're in it. Like we are. We've been in it for a long time. Oh, All yeah. the churches in Revelation have been in the last days as well. Yeah. It's it's old covenant days, prior days, early days, old covenant, and it's new covenant days, last days. Yeah. It's 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 BC, the cross, centerpiece, and then AD after death yeah wow two only two prior days last days yep the new covenant we are in the last days and we have been for two thousand years 
the thousand year reign is more than a thousand years, and it's because it needs interpreted to the Lord. A millennium is like a day. It needs yes. interpreted. And anyways, Second Peter chapter 3, um, we exposed the most common end times view in the story part five, which was pre-trib, pre-millennialism. Yeah. Pre-tribulation, meaning Jesus returns prior to the uh, tribulation. Right. And Jesus, um, when he returns, then starts the millennium. And uh, we exposed it. We hung it out to dry. We put it on the guillotine, beheaded that thing, because that thing is nasty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we definitely get more in-depth with that in uh, the story part five. But, uh, yeah, I mean, whenever you really think about that, like, it just, like, if, if pre-trib, pre-millennialism was, like, the actual, like, biblical view, some of this stuff wouldn't make sense that, we're, that we read in Revelation. Like, right. would Jesus have to, after he comes, right, reigns for a thousand years, does he have to, like, come again? Like, there's only two comings, right? There's there, there's the second coming. There's no third coming, right? And right. so in premillennialism, pre-trib, it seems like there's like three, but really it's 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 two, right? He's coming again. And here's yeah. here's where we can take all of the end time stuff and in one sentence we can give rich clarity into end times. For anybody to a preschooler, yeah. take a, a exceedingly complex thing to study and you can make it really 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 simple for anybody to understand here it is when jesus returns he deals with all sin all wickedness all pain all rebellion in one shot in one day the ultimate one shot yep the ultimate one shot climactic ending and remember where we started we started with jesus because he's the beginning Yes. And then he said, I'm the beginning and I am the end. Guess where we end? We end on that day. Yes, with Jesus. It's all going down in one day. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's not just like, because again, going back to this this pre-trib, pre-millennialism view, like if he were to come back and it's like, and then reign for a thousand years, wait. Like the Bible makes it clear next time he's coming back, that's it. You know? So it's he like deals that, with all sin. Exactly. So it's like that makes sense, right? He comes back. It's that's why it's the great and dreadful day of the Lord. It's one day. It is one day. The Preach ultimate it, one shot. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Jehovah's Witnesses are pre mill. Mm-hmm. Mother God cult in Korea, pre mill. Yeah. And our view is we value the cross and what yes. Jesus and the success and the success and the victory and the win wow. that Jesus has done on the cross. And because of his success, we believe that when he returns again, it will be total, final, complete. Yeah. We will enter into heaven paradise forever no sin anymore no rebellion there's not a satan's gonna come out of the woodwork and a thousand years later after we've been in heaven for all that time and then all of a sudden 
you you got to watch out because all your friends, they, they're going to be deceived. It's going to be the worst night of their life. It's going to be the craziest tears. It's going to be so much pain. Jesus didn't take care of sin. I don't even know. Am I saved? I don't even right. know. Yeah, God yeah. saved me, I think, but I, I don't even know if he did because you just got to watch out, man. You got to do enough works in order to keep yourself in this millennial reign. It's like that wow. is so, so much nasty. bogus. Yeah. So terrible. Anyone listening? Your heart intuitively is longing for Jesus to return on the final day yes, and for him to take out all sin and death and pain and the worst night of our lives yeah. forever. I think, I think there even, will be no death anymore when he returns. I, I think even Roman, I think it's Romans 3. Is it Romans 3? I think it's Romans 3 says that it's like all creation groans for him. You know, like all creation is, is longing for the Lord. So like, even yep. like if we don't even realize it, like whether you have been a believer your whole life or you have no idea about Jesus, we're all, our hearts are longing for him. That's why the, uh, that's why like, and, and science and psychology like proves this, like the number one he- thing that humans desire most is to be loved. That's the number so that, that's science. It's, it's a science. It, there's been sp- studies done, you know, the number one thing people desire most is to be loved. Why is that? Because we are so desiring this, the perfect love that is Jesus, because he's perfect love. And our number one desires would be love. So whenever we like, you might even hear in church, like, you know, like these, 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 uh, you know, your girlfriend or your job, it won't satisfy you. Yeah, that's true. Because guess what? It's not perfect love. There's only one person who's perfect love, and it's Jesus. We all yeah. desire to be loved. Therefore, we all desire to be with Jesus, and we might not even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- Proverbs, Proverbs 19.22 says this, What is desired in a man yeah. is steadfast love. Wow. There it is. We don't even need science. It's in the Bible, bro. It's another <laughs> other translation. It says, yeah. "What is um, what every man desires is steadfast love." Jesus yeah. is steadfast love, unfailing. And um, we're gonna land this plane. Yeah. Um, on I mean, the day of Jesus' return. Go ahead. We're gonna say. No, I was gonna say uh, this may like this this view that we kind of put out there. It makes Revelation when you read it nonlinear. You know. Yes. Like not. Yes. You know, these, uh, and when we typically tend to read it, we read it with like a linear lens. No, 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 nonlinear, you know, and that's right. And it's, and that's okay because Old Testament, oh my gosh, dude, there's so much stuff that's nonlinear in the Old, in the Old Testament, right? Right. Even just like the way the books, not just the way the books are ordered, but even like, even the Psalms, you know, like all written at different times, even though they're ordered in a specific way non-linear so of course yep. like it it would be you know why wouldn't something else why would, like this be non-linear right that's right mm-hmm. psalm chapter 2 uh, mentions when jesus rules all nations with an iron rod yeah and uh that's the day of his return exactly um the battle of armageddon is in what revelation 16 and that's not Revelation 22. You would think that the Battle of Armageddon, the final battle, would right. be at the very end, right? Right. Well, it's not. It's in Revelation 16. And, yeah. Right. So, and then Revelation 18 is when Babylon falls. It's the world system. It's when it yeah. falls. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the Battle of Armageddon is the, and this is where I was going. The Battle of Armageddon is very simple. It's the last day. It's the day of Jesus' return. Yeah. When, whenever he shows up in the sky, and he's there returning on the clouds, just like he said, mm-hmm. and just like the angels testified, he's, they said, "You'll the way that you saw him go is the way he's going to return." Yes. Um. On that day, it's the day, and uh, all since the world is going to be freaking out and and livid and the highest freak out ever, and angry, really, really angry. Um, Satan is going to gather all the nations and the kings of this earth and the world and gather them to battle the Lord. What they're going to do is they're going to take every Hollywood movie they saw, think that Jesus is an alien figure, and hmm. and use yep. every Hollywood movie that yep. we've seen since we were born, which was there's an alien in the sky. We got to assemble together and try to kill this right, thing all together. Right. Yeah. That's every Hollywood movie. Yeah. You know, I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm being exaggerating, oh, but of course, I'm but no, I, I know, I know exactly what we're talking, what you're talking about. And yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's what the world's right. going to do because they have that picture drilled into their minds from Hollywood. And, um, that's, what's going to happen. And whenever they're going to try to kill Jesus again, they won't be able to, he's, it's going to, it's the battle of Armageddon. He's going to come and he's going to come with all of his armies. He's going to destroy the enemy. He's going to put the enemy, the beast, the false prophet, you name it, anything evil, wicked into the lake of fire forever. Yeah. And at that point, after all of that's done, he's going to cleanse the earth through fire and he's going to cleanse the, the heavens first and second through fire. The third have no need of cleansing. Satan's been kicked out. Everything evil is kicked out of the third heaven and uh, everything will be cleansed through fire. And um, we yeah. will survive through that fire. Yep. And unbelievers and everything that was Satan himself will not be able to. It will be the day, and the scene will close. It will be an eternal torment for unbelievers and for the enemy. And we will rejoice with such joy when we see the enemy being tormented forever. Yeah will be so amazing, will be wow. so good, so wonderful. Uh, Revelation chapter 19, heaven rejoices when the world system is burning and being tormented. Wow. Revelation and, 19. And, and quick quick little revy on the fly here, as I like to call yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. The story, I think it's in Daniel, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego prophesying Revelation. They go into the fire, but they're not oh, burned. And they come out. They, they come, come out. out. They come out. Uh, they come out unscathed. But even the guards who were standing there, who were serving King Nebuchadnezzar and his beliefs, they get oh. burned. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so good. King Nebuchadnezzar. They good. he looks in. They sent three people in, but there's four people in the fire, bro. That's it. Yeah, that's so good. And uh, on that day, it will be the wedding supper. Yeah, of the Lamb. It will be Jesus' wedding day. And um, he gave the Holy Spirit to us as a down payment, as a guarantee that we would be with him forever. Wow. And um, on that day, the doors will be shut, Matthew 25, and um, we will be with him in paradise forever. There will be no sin, no future sin. I need you to hear me. Yeah. There will be no sin. There will be no future sin from anybody. When Jesus returns, he's, let's make it personal, 
all of your sin he's going to deal with. Yeah. Like he, like he dealt with the power of all sin for our lives. On the day of his return, he's going to deal with your all sin. sin. Yeah. Yes, all of your sin My personally. Sin. Yeah. Is gonna be, you're all not going to be able to sin anymore. That's wow. amazing. There will be no future sin, meaning once that, once it's the wedding supper, the lamb, that that's paradise forever. That's eternity. And, uh, remember where we started is, um, Jesus is the beginning. Yes. It yep. started with his light for eternity past and thus began the days of creation. Right. Yeah. But before that was his light in eternity past. Yeah. Wow. And where it ends, and here's where we finish off the episode and the story, uh, part seven, part seven the grand finale, is it ends with Jesus' light breaking into the darkness of this earth, just like it began. Yeah. His light broke into the darkness of this earth. And that's how it started. And just how it started is how it'll end. That's how it's going to end. Yeah. His light, he will see him in the sky. Yeah. His light will break into the progressive tribulation, the great tribulation, which will happen in the last days. And um, after which Jesus will return. Matthew 24, Jesus says outright, um, after the tribulation of those days, the sign of the Son of Man will be seen in the in the sky. And um, we will be with him <laughs> forever in perfection with no hint of future sin yeah. a thousand years later. It, won't even it will be not thought. happen. Won't That's right. Thought. You know, like we, we've got to take every thought captive now, but like every thought will be held captive when we get there. Oh, good. So good. You know? We can literally sit back and enjoy perfection that the, the oh, the rest that we will enjoy with there's no more sin. Yeah. You don't have to look over your shoulder because you're waiting a thousand years after you had the wedding supper of the lamb and you're right. going, I wonder if I'm going to be here forever. Yeah. No, 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 no. You will be there forever. We oh. are, we will not, we refuse to believe premillennialism, premillennialism like the Jehovah's witnesses. We refuse to believe premillennialism like the Mother God cult people in Korea. Yeah. We refuse. Wow. We don't trust their view of the end times. And uh, that is, as we look back, that is That's the so story. We will dwell with Jesus forever. The Lord got what he wanted most, where it all perfect, started perfect in a garden. Relationship. Perfect he relationship. Will, he will have what he wants yes. forever and it's you yeah it's me it's whoever's listening and that is that's it i think that's that's it the perfect way to end we're well over but i mean hey is is good <laughs> you it know is what we, it is. we had to we had to talk about it all uh let me pray wow and we'll uh we'll finish up Do father it. we come into your glorious presence through your son jesus alone thank you lord we worship you. We thank you, Jesus, for your story, for your testimony. Lord, we look at you. We gaze. We stand in awe and wonder, Lord, at who you are and what you've done. We thank you that your blood 
works so well. And we trust and we have faith in you and your strength, in your love, in your affection, Jesus. And you're going to take out all sin in the final day, even my sin, all of our sin personally. Personally, it will be removed. And I thank you in advance. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We worship you. And we truly, we honor you, Lord. Above all things, may you have your preeminence, Jesus, wow. in all things. We love you so much. We bless your name, Jesus. We worship you. I pray for everybody listening that they would savor the gospel, savor what you've done, and they would look holy and fully unto you and just hold tight to you and your faithfulness, Jesus. We love oh, you so man. much. We love you so much, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Dang, that's it. The story part seven. The there grand finale. We appreciate you guys listening to Experiences Word podcast. I'm Robert Capuano. And I'm Andy Burnett. And we'll and see we you guys will. next time. Yeah. In the next one. <laughs> In the next one. Take care.